Great, yes, that's exactly right. We're great. Um, we're going to go ahead and get started because we want to get you out to your um, the, the see the different missionaries, to get to know their ministries and get to talk with them a little bit. And so we're going to have that shuffle thing where you get to see more than one, which is always a great idea. Uh, last night I was talking about the opportunity to, to be sent into community and looking for opportunities all around you for, for what you can do to be part of the community around you, but be that Christian influence. Tonight I want to look at the task. What is our task as believers? What are we here for? I mean, you know, it seems, you know, makes sense. Oh, God, get saved, God take you home, you know, right away. But God has given us a task. You want to say something? Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he looked at me like he was, the pastor wanted to say something. Well, what is our task? Well, of course, everybody knows Matthew 28, 19 and 20, where it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. You know, our task is to make disciples. And sometimes we have that a little bit confused with make believers. Our task isn't to make believers, it's to make disciples. And I see in Scripture a very big difference between the two. I'm going to, maybe if I step on somebody's toes and, you know, Pastor Hing straighten out my theology later, but uh, <clears throat> you can be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and not be a disciple. You can't be a disciple without being a believer. See, a disciple is somebody that is a committed learner. And that's what we're commanded to do, is to make disciples. That encompasses evangelism. That encompasses witnessing and getting people to a place where they have that knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and they accept him as the Savior. But that's the same as birthing a child, a little baby. We don't just leave the baby alone. We have to pick it up, nurture it, work it. Part of the problem is, in our society, Western culture, we really don't have any really good examples of discipleship. We have a lot of very bad ones. For those of you that are old enough to remember the 70s with the Jim Jones cult, the group from San Francisco that went down to Ghana uh, in South America and then, you know, the big investigation and basically he laced a whole bunch of Kool-Aid with cyanide and they all drank it and they all were killed or died. And hence the term today in our political world, Kool-Aid drinkers. Oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. That's where that comes from. It was an example of discipleship. Those people followed their leader to the death. wasn't a very good one. We have uh, in, in the, the uh, 80s, you had David Koresh in Waco, Texas. These are, you know, in the U.S. I'm not sure which ones you had up here. Uh, we had uh, the Freemen in Montana. And in the 90s, we had the Heaven's Gate group in California. And today we have the radical Islamics. Those are disciples. They really are. They are following their leader to the death. Tonight I want to look at what is a disciple and how do we make a disciple. And I'm going to have to take off my jacket for this. I hope I'm not offending anybody. Because I've got to be able to move my arms. And uh, <clears throat> I learned 
about discipleship in a very unique place. Well, I had just come back from Venezuela, and I mean, you know, I, I studied discipleship, and I kind of felt I knew discipleship, but I saw discipleship in action in a way that I have never experienced before in a very unusual place. And that was, when I came home from Venezuela, uh, Pastor Rick knows, the guy that was my best man in my wedding, Greg Culpepper, he said, Don, you have got to go with me and study this martial art called Wing Chun Kung Fu. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I mean, this guy had done all kinds of martial arts, you know, from the time he was a little kid, but he was excited about this Wing Chun Kung Fu, and Jason Lau, who was the instructor, the Sifu, if you will, Jason happens to be the best in the world. Anybody ever here remember the old Bruce Lee movies? He's Wing Chun, Bruce Lee, okay? Jason actually knew Bruce Lee when he was a kid. And so I went into this Kung Fu school and found out that it was very much like a church but it was also very different. Everybody, when you go in, you, you get what's called BDUs, battle dress uniform. Every single person there, whether they're lawyers to laborers, whether they're doctors to dishwashers, wear a, black, a pair of black pants, black shirt, black beret. All the same, doesn't matter. They know that's how the, we should be in the church. But there was a, a few people there that wore a red sash. Now, these people were Jason's disciples. Now, religiously, I couldn't become a disciple. But to be a disciple, you had to go through certain things. They were his disciples. What is a disciple is a committed learner whose life reflects the teaching and actions of their teacher. There are five basic marks of true discipleship. Being more than a believer, because you see John 8.31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, I'm assuming he's talking about believers, he gives them a conditional... If you believe, or excuse me... Oh, we're, I lost it here. If you abide in my word, you are my, you are my disciples indeed. Wow. It's an if-then clause. Condition to being a disciple. Abiding in the word. So we have the first mark of a true disciple is a total commitment. In Luke chapter 14, verse 25 through 31, Jesus says, Anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So likewise, whoever you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. To become a disciple in the Kung Fu school, you went through a bite sea. And at the end of the bite sea, you did a salute where you'd go and you'd lean forward like this. And what you are saying to the person, Sifu Lao, is I'm giving you my neck. And what you have just said, if you wish to draw your sword and take my head, it's at your disposal. A commitment. There is a commitment 
to discipleship. Being a, a, a true disciple of Christ. When I was in Kenya, I was training Kenyan men for the, being the pastorate. And, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, uh, there was this one group of, uh, of uh, Ugandan refugees that lived about seven miles down the road in this refugee camp. And as it became rainy season, I noticed that they were arriving to class increasingly late. And, you know, it's a 10-minute bus ride and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, but they kept getting later and later and later. And so not wanting to be the heavy, finally I called one into the office after class. And I said, excuse me, I said, but please explain to me what time do you guys leave to come to class? Because, you know, it's only a 15-minute bus ride, you know. It's like two shillingy, you know, two shillings. Not very much money. And the man looks at me and he says, 6 a.m. in the morning. And I figured out maybe I didn't communicate. I said, no, no, no. Now what time do you get up? What time do you leave? And he looks at me like, you dumb missionary. Maybe if I speak slower and louder. 6 a.m. in the morning. You know, and so I said, well, tell me something. Why is it that you guys are arriving late? And he looked at me very incredulously. And he says, well, we walk. Excuse me? And they have to come across this huge field. And during rainy season, there's all these big potholes that fill up with water. So instead of being able to cut straight across the field, they're spending about an hour crisscrossing to get to this field to walk seven miles each way to come to class. I dare say, Pastor, if, if the overflow parking lot was seven blocks away... People wouldn't use it. They'd just find someplace else to go. I couldn't believe these guys, are, these guys were committed. They wanted to be disciples. A disciple is a committed learner whose life reflects the teaching and actions of his teacher. Being a, being a disciple ha, means that you have the right commands. Jesus says in John eight thirty one to the Jews who believed him... If you hold to or abide in my teaching, you are really my disciples. One of the things that happens in the Kung Fu school, as soon as you enter in, you are assigned a Dicey Hing. Your Dicey Hing is your older brother. And your older brother is there to walk you through the basics. The very first thing you learn is how to stand. And, and the, uh, the Wing Chun Kung Fu stance is like this. They take a book and they set it between your legs and they say, grab hold of that book. Okay, and he turns around and walks away. Two hours later, he comes back. You think, oh, that's not very hard. Yeah, try it. <laughs> you know, after about a half an hour. So, but it's teaching everything in Wing Chun is based on angles, a triangle and everything, everything you walk, it's all this crazy stuff. But it's all built on physical, you know, the principles of physics in a triangle. And your dicey hing is there to give you the right commands to know what to do, how to do it. He walks you through the process. Oh, that we would lead somebody to the Lord and then assign him an older brother or sister. For the next year, they're going to meet with them regularly. For the next year, they're going to have Bible study with them and, 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 and mentor them through this process. We need to learn the basics to be discipleship. We had fellowship time. 
that was like after class, half the school would go off to a coffee house or whatever and sit around and discuss what we had learned. And one guy one day said, man, this stuff can change your life. And I'm sitting there thinking, huh, that's really interesting. How much more can the word of God change your life than just some principles of Wing Chun Kung Fu? Being a right, being a disciple means having compassion. John 13, 34, and 35 says to love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples. Do you realize the diversity of the 12 that Jesus chose? You had Simon the Zealot. Simon was a zealot. That meant he was an insurgent. He was a Jew that was, you know, under the surface fighting against the Romans, setting ambushes for the Romans, killing Romans, hating the Romans, hating anybody that had anything to do with the Romans. And then on the other side, you had Matthew, the tax collector for the Romans. And I bet old Simon the Zealot sometimes saw, yeah, old Matthew, I got a nice 18-inch shift. I'd like to show you someday. And Jesus says, you know how you're going to show you're my disciple? By your love for one another. You had James and John always wanting to be first. You had Peter the loudmouth balanced out by Philip, a man in whom there was no guile. You talk about when you look at the lives of these guys You couldn't have picked 12 more diverse people. And Jesus says, hey, this is how they will know you're my disciple. By your love that you have for one another. I can remember in the the Wing Chun school, one of the things that you had to do after class were mandatory exercises. And one of the, I mean, they had this thing that you climbed up in with your feet hanging down. You did these pull, you know, like a bat, you know, and these pull-ups, and you did these push-ups, and you know. And one of the things were pull-ups, and they had this bar that was between two pine trees that kept getting higher and higher each year. And I can remember standing in line thinking, oh, this is going to be real embarrassing. Oh, my, you know. It was everything I could to jump up and grab hold of the bar. I had to, before I could leave, I had to do eight pull-ups. Now it's very easy to determine that my upper body strength does not match my lower body weight. Okay? And it didn't take them very long to, you know, realize that. Now they could have, they could have said, man, what are you doing here? Can't even do a lousy pull-up. What's wrong with you? Why don't you go someplace else? Without saying a word, that first, six guys grabbed my leg, said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Allowing me to pull everything that I could, they picked up the rest. That's a disciple. For his fellow disciples. They had love for each other. Do we see through each other or do we see each other through? See, that's being a disciple. They had the right consequences. John 15, 8 says, 
This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Bearing fruit is the natural consequence of being a disciple. Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I remember one of our students was a man named Rob. Rob was an undercover narcotics detective. And I can remember him coming into to class one night. Just, I mean, the guy was almost shouting, it works, it works, it works. And we're like, Rob, calm down, it's okay, you know. To, what happened? He said, just like we practiced in class, this guy came at me. He had a knife. I grabbed his hand, bang, you know, and took him out just like that. It works. This, what you have. It works. It's true. It can change the lives of people. One of our missionaries down in Brazil was uh, the the tribal group was fairly close to a local town, and, and and the Catholic priest came out and asked him a question. And he said, "Do you really believe that you can help these people?" And our missionary said, I'm confident because the same Holy Spirit that has worked in me is capable of working in them. Last thing, being a disciple is having the right commission. John 20, 21 through 22, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, Acts 1, 15 says that it was about 120 Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Being a disciple means discipling. And in this school, whatever level you attain, you are not just at that level, but you have now received the authority to teach up to your level. Wow. What an incredible thing. A disciple is somebody who makes other disciples. That is the goal. That is what it's all about. No, as far as I know, Sifu Lao has not accepted the Lord yet. But it's not for lack of knowledge. One night after class, he was going through some very personal time, and he pulled me off to the side and See, he, 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 you know, missionary, priest, you know, uh, holy man, whatever, you know, he kind of, we're all in the same category, you know. I'm a holy man, so he gave me very great respect. Anytime we traveled, I got to ride with him. We were to be doing what are called foot ducks, and the foot duck is where you're standing like this, and he comes down the line and tries to slap you in the face, and you have to duck by just pushing away. He would come up to me and go, I can't hit you, you're a holy man. And he'd go to the next guy, whack, and then the next guy, whack, you know. <laughs> and um, he came to me after class and said, Don, let me ask you a question. If I was to die right now, would God accept me the way I am? I mean, and he prefaced it by, after all, I haven't killed anybody that didn't deserve it. Uh, he was serious. Um, there's a lot of stories I could tell you. I don't have time. And I talked to him for an hour about the gospel. Excuse me. I talked to him for three hours about the gospel. 
And at the end, his conclusion, because his life is filled with yin and yang, you know, good, balancing out evil, and basically said, that's too easy. I said, Sifu, it wasn't easy for God. It's easy for us to believe. But it wasn't easy for God to make the payment. He did it out of love for you. I hope and pray that you are a disciple. If you are a disciple, you will teach others and you will be able to say, it works. I want to close, uh, cue up the video. Go ahead and show the video. It's self-explanatory. It's in Papua New Guinea. Oh, I got I love technology when it works. <laughs> Are you trying to back it up? Oh, I got to. Yeah, to. To We're privileged and blessed with the opportunity to appoint some, some deacons. It has been a, a long road of watching guys over the years slowly but surely um, grow in their knowledge and understanding of God's truth. Not just in their understanding and, and, and their head knowledge, um, but how to communicate that to others, how to serve others, how to love others. <laughs> We are seeing men um, willing to go against some of their old cultural ways of beating their wives and, and doing sorcery and witchcraft and turn their back on those things and, and live according to God's word. Man, these guys are, are, are some of my tightest friends. These are the ones that I've spent all the time with, um, praying with, uh, crying with. Uh, approaching sin issues with and, and, and dealing with those things together. That's God's work. They're His people. imagine giving your life to something and accomplishing the task that God had set for you and raising up being a disciple that raised up disciples
that could that would continue in your absence we need to have a legacy what is our legacy going to be is our legacy going to be well I went to church every day for 55 years great wonderful that's awesome how many disciples did you have how many people did you lead to the Lord and then help them mature so they could stand on their own? Our commission is to make disciples. People that are committed learners and followers of the Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we do, as Jason prayed, pray knowing that you are all-powerful and you work in the hearts and lives of men. Encourage us now, Lord, to be the kind of person that's willing to be sent in community, accept the task of discipleship, both for our personal life and accept the task of discipleship and being a teacher as well. God, I pray that each one here would have the courage to ask you, Lord, send me someone to disciple, someone that I can help, help them grow in their faith and be able to stand strong so that by the time I'm long gone, your work continues. Oh, that everyone here would be such a disciple. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.